It's Feel Good Friday, where Community State Bank shines a light on the good that's happening in the communities of southeastern Wisconsin. Hey Scott, what's the good news today? Hello everybody, I'm Scott Hudipol with Community State Bank, and uh, we have another Feel Good Friday podcast episode. And first of all, I want to thank Ellie Heigl, our producer. Ellie does such a great job with this, and... Um, and allows us to do the things that we do when it comes to the communications and the podcast and all that good stuff. So fortunate to have her. Today I have a real special guest, Osmar Aguilar, who uh, uh, was with Youth for, Youth for Christ and um, a great organization here locally, kind of, and I'll have him explain that in just a little bit. Um, but Osmar, can you, can you start by, I, I, like to, I like to find out about you more about you and and kind of a little bit of your history and I know you have an interesting history from you know from where you started your life to where you're at now and kind yeah. of how you got into the position you're the executive director of Youth for Christ and uh, it's great yeah. to have you here yeah thanks Scott thank you Allie it's good to be with you guys yeah yeah um, I'm really blessed we Youth for Christ is uh, one chapter of over 150 chapters throughout the United States reaching young people in authentic Christ-sharing relationships, mentorship, faith-based, um, in schools and in community centers, in juvenile facilities. Mm-hmm. So I have the pleasure to, and the honor to be the executive director Great. of that uh, chapter here in southeastern yeah. Wisconsin. Before we get too far into the Youth for Christ um, program and organization, tell us about you. Yeah, well... Um, as you can tell by the way I speak, <laughs> I'm not originally from southeastern Wisconsin. I immigrated from Honduras okay. uh, back in 1984. Mm. Mm. And uh, I am the son of um, uh, an army captain and uh, a young lady who met and... Um, there was a coup in Honduras. They got married in the middle of that. Um, he was fighting for the losing side, and they had to immigrate to El Salvador because and escape um, the violence and um, seek asylum in El Salvador. Okay. And I was born there, actually. My okay. brother and my sister also were born. So... Um, yeah, and then there was a war between the two countries. <laughs> huh, huh. Good timing. So, so we, were, we were a refugee family from a country that was at war in the country that we were refugees. <laughs> wow. How, in 94, so, how, how old were you? In 1984, yeah. I was 19 okay, when okay. I immigrated. So, you're, so when you left Honduras to El Salvador, you were 18. I know. I wasn't born yet. You weren't born yet? No, that okay. was my mom and dad. Okay, okay. Uh, I was born in 64, so okay. I'm, I'm 57 years old now. Okay, okay. Uh, so my, all our lives, we knew that we were from Honduras because our entire family is from Honduras. So, okay. Uh, my dad was killed. Uh, eventually in, in 72, when I was eight years old, wow. uh, he was killed by a gun, by uh, a death squad, they called them. Mm. So he, they ambushed him, uh, and uh, he was shot eight times. Huh. And then after that, right after that is my mom was getting threats that she was going to be killed, and we, they were going to kidnap her children, mm. us. And so we fled out of the El Salvador 
back to Honduras, uh, my, where my mom and my dad were from. And so it was a very hard oh, yeah. childhood that yeah. we experienced. Yeah. And so I, um, I grew up in my teen years at, um, in mostly in Honduras and Guatemala. Okay. And then um, after serving in the military in Honduras, I moved to the United States. Okay, okay. Uh, I immigrated. Okay. So What yeah. year was that? That was 84. 1984. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So how long yeah. were you in the military in Honduras? I was about almost two years. Okay. I, ser- I was the youngest, <laughs> something people don't know about me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, getting ahead of the game. <laughs> I was the youngest uh, um, Air Force Academy cadet to the date. Really? Uh, yeah, 17 years old. Hmm. I went into the academy. Really? Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's a uh, that's kind of a painful past. So it's. Yeah, it is, but only by God's grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw a lot of violence, and you know, we we. We're blessed to be here mm-hmm. in the United States. So when you emigrated, where did you where'd you go? We ended up in Bristol. Okay. Uh, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, yeah. How'd you get to Bristol? <laughs> My great aunt. Okay. Yeah. She immigrated back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Bristol, by yeah. the way, for Bristol, people that Wisconsin, don't, don't yeah. know, is really close to where we're sitting today. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so it was kind of a chain migration kind of thing. That, uh-huh. that was my, my great aunt, uh, Lisa, who uh, was a teacher, a career-long teacher at Bristol and Salem uh, grade schools. Really? Yeah. No kidding. She taught there. Hmm. And so we ended up here because of her. Sure. And uh, my sister had already been here mm-hmm. um, as a... Uh, student okay um, with a student visa and uh, so then my mom and my mom and my little brother immigrated here before me because I was serving in the military okay Okay. so after military service I was the last one to immigrate all right so you're probably around 19 years old and you immigrate to Bristol Wisconsin yeah Mm -hmm. what happened then well my I always wanted to go to college, and I didn't have the opportunity, obviously, but um, I just got jobs, and mm-hmm. uh, my sister, all of my sister's friends were church kids, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, because my sister had really, I, we grew up Catholic, you know, just like most Latin American yeah. families, and... Um, uh, so, but my sister uh, became uh, a Christian, um, you know, an evangelical, and so all of her friends were in that realm. And uh, she invited me to go to church with her in, uh, in Kenosha, okay. at uh, what was then known Kenosha First Assembly of God. Mm-hmm. Now it's called Journey Church sure. for a few years. And uh, that's where, I mean, a lot of things started happening for me. Huh. Uh, so... You know, I, I eventually also became a Christian and made a profession of faith in Christ, and um, that's where I met my wife. Wow. Yeah, the girl that would be my wife, she was from Bristol. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, we raised four children there in that church, hmm. and so they're all grown up now. Yeah. 
Um, so oh, that's cool. And, and giving us beautiful grandkids. <laughs> that's cool. I think he's, I think I read, do you have like, how many do you have? 10? I have 10 grandkids. 10 grandkids. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's good. I had to have my first one. So yeah. Said, yeah, we're a little bit yeah. behind. We're about the same age, but um, yeah. my kids must be a little slower. So Yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, so then you're, so you're going to different jobs and you're doing different things. Yeah. How did you come uh, affiliated or how did you hear about Youth for Christ? And tell us that. Yeah. Um, well, when I working in the church, um, uh, I had a huge burden for young people. Always, mm-hmm. um, uh, I signed on to be uh, an adult um, youth leader okay. in our youth group, sure. the church, working with our youth pastors mm-hmm. and engaging young people and mentoring and you know discipleship and Sunday school teaching. I did all of that, and I did that for 34 years. Wow. Uh, so all throughout, a lot of people came to me and saying, Osmar, you are fit. You're cut out to be a youth pastor. And uh-huh. I thought, well, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I became a, um, a leader in, in missions work at the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have led teams, um, missionary teams, out of Journey Church, now for about 26 years. Really? Yeah, and I've been to over 35 countries no in kidding. the world with mission work. Huh. So you couple the two, you know, it's obvious that I'm cut out to be a missionary. And uh-huh. a friend of ours uh, from church, he was on the board of Youth for Christ okay. uh, in southeastern Wisconsin. So uh, one day he came to me and said, uh, hey, um, you got to check this out. This is better than any job that you would ever have. So, uh, in fact, his name is Dr. Dan Daniels. He ha- he's a chiropractor. Uh-huh. And uh, he found I, I had lost my job okay. at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way he approached me is, Osmar, praise God you lost your job. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, I got something for you that's much better than any job you've ever heard. And I'm like, seriously? I said, okay, well, uh, I got to know John Nelson, uh-huh. uh, who was the executive director in those days. Sure. And uh, one thing led to another, and here I am 20 years later. Wow. Um, yeah. I've been serving as executive director now for 11. What did you do for the uh, first nine well, the, my first assignment was to develop Youth for Christ in Kenosha County. Okay, because it was in Racine County. It was in Racine mostly, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, so that was really a lot of fun because yeah. I, my job was to plant uh, ministry sites mm-hmm. at schools okay. in Kenosha. Yep, yep. Okay. And uh, so reaching the schools were one of the things. So, But another thing that I started doing was visiting incarcerated juveniles at the juvenile detention center. Mm -hmm. And I will focus specifically on the Kenosha kids that were locked up on that facility there. And uh, so, oh my goodness, (laughs) Uh, you talk about having our work cut out for us, but Mm -hmm. it was just a wonderful, very rewarding and and uh, amazing thing to reach out to young people mm-hmm. uh, at every level, from every you know social, social cultural, you know spectrum. Yeah. Uh, and um, so I just I felt so blessed, and and I felt really 
honored to mm-hmm. be doing this. Well, my wife, Andrew, and I had an opportunity to go to, uh, you guys have annual banquets, yeah. and to kind of explain what's going on. And I had never heard of, I mean, I'd heard of Youth for Christ. I'd, I I didn't know there was one locally. And um, um, I think one of, one of our directors, Chris Antonow, kind of connected, yeah. connected and um, said, you know, hey, you, uh, you should check this place out because I think you'll enjoy it. And so that's when we... we we met. Uh, I met you one time in your office for the first time, and then Andrew and I went to your one of your banquets. And uh, there's so many organizations today that that talk. Yeah. There's so many organizations today that say, you know, this is this is what our mission is, and and they don't seem to be able to execute, and they don't do it. And and at yours, I mean. I was I was kidding Osmar before we started that said you know I said that one of you know the, even more impro- Im- impressive than him were some of his staff members. You have some really cool young talent yeah. that got up and talked and about what's going on and what's happening and and I was you know both Andrew and I were so impressed with that. But what we were really impressed with was the fact that you had a couple young men there, um, both of them that had come through Youth for Christ through their high schools, yeah and. You could, you could just see how it had changed their lives, and um, and I and I talked to one of them afterwards. By the way, I just went over to the the, the young guy that's up, I think, by Appleton now, and mm-hmm. um, and you know he said, yeah, this was you know I said, boy, you did a phenomenal job, you know, and he goes, oh, I was so nervous. This is the first time I'd ever publicly spoke, you yeah. know, to people, and I said, <laughs> wow, and so it was like it was coming straight from his heart, and. You know, and, and what a difference it made, and in, in to do that. So, uh, tell us a little bit about you know what you do. I know I know being in the schools is a big important part of it, um, and it's not just Kenosha and Racine. Kind of tell us where you go and and what happens. Yeah, we c- cover the five uh, counties of southeastern Wisconsin. Okay, and uh, we have an outreach that extends all the way from Walworth through Waukesha, Kenosha. Uh, southern Milwaukee County um, and uh, and Racine obviously and all the way to Zion Illinois okay mm-hmm. <laughs> where we have ministry site at Zion in Zion Illinois too so um, and in our mission is to raise up lifelong followers of Christ okay and uh, who lead lead yep young yep. people we want to not just make Christian disciples, but uh, we want them to become leaders mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. are involved in, the th- in in our society, in our um, producers mm-hmm, of good mm-hmm. fruit. Sure. Uh, so uh, we engage them through, through different programming, uh, Campus Life being one of our biggest programs. Um, the name says it all. We, we go where the kids are. Mm-hmm. That's one of our distinctives. That's one of the things that separate us from a lot of organizations uh, who wait for the kids to come to them. Yeah. Uh, we actually go where the kids are. Right. And so we're putting Campus Life Clubs. Um, at one time, we've had about 31 schools wow. where we had Campus Life at. Mm, mm. And um, by the time COVID hit, we were oh. in 27 okay. schools. Um, reaching out and engaging with over 2,000 kids mm, mm. every year. Yeah. 
And so, um, and then the juvenile detention center, mm-hmm. and we also have a ministry that reaches out to teen, parenting teenagers. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, teen parent or parent life is mm-hmm. called. So, how, how do you measure your success? I mean, how how do you? I mean, it's got to be kind of a hard thing to do. But how do you do that? And you know, like at the end of the the day or the end of the year, say, hey, you know, I feel good because. Yeah. Well, we are gospel centric. Mm-hmm. For, um, for us, um, students need to hear the message of hope from mm-hmm. the gospel. Mm-hmm. So making sure that every student we engage with uh, hears the gospel, which is the message of hope, mm-hmm. faith, hope, love, uh, and produces fruit in their lives. Sure, you sure. Know, love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All these things are the things that we feel the gospel of Christ will produce in the life of a young person. So our success is measured by how many of them we are engaged with Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in that message. Yep. The the, the two that spoke that night obviously were... uh, um, you, you won that one. I mean, it was. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the, those two were really, totally. really dedicated. But one, but one of them was telling me, or telling the whole, the whole auditorium that um, how it started. It started with like a, a coach, and then um, there was like three people that were involved, and he, and then they rec- kind of recruited him to to go, and he was one of the leaders on. I think it was a football team. And yeah. before the end of the year, the entire team practically yeah. was going to this. And, right. And it's like, that's, that's unheard of. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, to, uh, to see that and to, and to be doing what you're doing and, and to leading kids and, and, you know, developing leaders. People often ask us, how in the world are you guys in schools? Yeah, yeah. We thought that this was faith and school, separation of church mm-hmm. and state. And it's for us has been like... Well, we go there to serve. Yep. We don't approach the school with our agenda, mm-hmm. you know, and threaten with, you know, we're going to sue you if you don't let us in. No, we go in there to serve the school and to engage with the coaches, with teachers, with administration, and just be uh, just what I say, servants of the community uh-huh. and serve the students. And I'm like, the, what you're talking about is the chapels that we provide for that, uh, that part of a ca- our campus life is called Campus Life Athletics. Okay. We are engaging with different um, sports teams in the schools. Okay. okay. And that particular one you're talking about is the football team at Case High School. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we had the opportunity to engage with 50 plus young people who mm-hmm. play the sport. And they're all there listening to the stories of, you know, that talk about courage and friendship and respect and leadership and what all of that looks like from a biblical perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's all good. It's good good stuff. Our young people need to hear. It needs to be cultivated in their hearts Mm -hmm. and in their minds. I mean, this has been a huge, it's a hard week for us who do campus ministries because of the shooting that happened in Texas. Mm -hmm. I mean, our heart breaks for those families and those young people that mm-hmm. saw, you know, this 
atrocity. And uh, I'm like, God, help us. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we need to be in school campuses sharing this message of hope mm -hmm. and engaging uh, with young people in these conversations. Well, Osmar, so, your, your passion for this is so obvious. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can get a feeling for why, you know, Andrew and I drove away that night thinking, man, this, this, this organization's got it going on. Yeah, and, uh, thank you. Um, it's, uh, it is so, it's so impressive. If, if people want to get involved, I know because you, you touch so many lives, you really don't have that many staff members because you rely a lot on volunteers, correct? Yeah. Um, at one time, the, we had about 27 uh, staff members. Mm -hmm. um, we're now down to 15 of us. Okay, all right. And uh, we've had as many as over 100 volunteers mm. helping us. Um, yeah. So right now we have a staff of 15, um, and we are at, in somewhere around 50 volunteers. Okay. And there are three ways you can involve. You can mm -hmm. be uh, a prayer partner for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can be a volunteer uh, helping us in, in ministering to kids through one of our programs. Uh, or you can be a giver. Okay, <laughs> sure. Be, we're a sure. nonprofit, so yep. we need the funding mm -hmm. to run our programming. Yep. Or all of the above. Uh, or all of the above. Uh -huh. Yeah, we have some that are all of the above. Yeah. Some, um, some people think it's kind of like an eastern Kenosha, Racine County type thing. And, and I mean, but you're on the western Western parts yes. of the county too. Yeah, right? we're in Burlington. Okay. And we are in Salem, Paddock Lake. Mm -hmm. We have one of our ministry sites is uh, at uh, Central High School, mm -hmm. and the other one at Burlington. Okay. And we're in in um, uh, at Badger. Okay. So mm -hmm. Lake Geneva. Yeah, in Lake Geneva. Yeah. Um, COVID. I know you and I have talked a little bit. COVID was just devastating for you. Yes. And uh, because you think about it, so much you know goes around schools and schools got locked down most schools got closed so um i'm sure it had to be a little bit uh, disheartening it's almost, it was almost like starting over wasn't it it was yeah it, it it's what we call the big reset yeah yeah yes because uh like i told you earlier uh we were engaging with over two thousand kids mm -hmm. um so by the time COVID hit okay we were at over 1,800 already, yeah. and we still had the spring to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had other programs that will, especially with the athletics, we, you know. Uh, so uh, one year later, we, were from, we went from 2,000 kids to 455 mm -hmm. kids. Yep. <laughs> that had to be that had to be like I said disheartening. It was. It was a big cut. And, yeah. But you know, <laughs> the interesting thing is that uh, yes, some volunteers we lost some volunteers mm -hmm. because of the the inability to go in the schools, uh, mostly. Sure. Uh, we couldn't go in the juvenile detention center. Yep. And um, you know, parents were concerned about their teenagers who were parents themselves. Uh, to send them to our parent life program, so sure. we we were like very slim mm -hmm. in the amount of kids we were engaging with yep. and and reaching and leading. Uh, but the uh, prayer partners <laughs> and uh, our giving, mm -hmm. especially our giving, uh -huh. funding was not an issue. People just kept giving, and yeah. you know we're 
uh, we're pretty healthy financially. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's a blessing. So, but but yeah, we're just starting over again. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to this fall sure. when schools restart, and mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, we'll be able to be. Yeah. You know, well, I have you know, I have no doubt with God's help yeah. that you yes. will be right back up there in a short period of time because yeah. Yeah. I mean you can. Uh, I can I can sense the uh, the no quit in you and uh, and how how important right. it is and this is a setback and you need to uh, and you'll just you'll work through it I know you will yeah the, well we we really have like you said uh, you know um, giving props to m- my staff mm-hmm. uh, there's a tenacity about us sure uh, we you know we have to be we're missional we want to be on mission. Uh, always uh-huh. reaching young people, and uh, I'm, and be passionate for for Christ and being a part of the local church, um, being an arm of the local church yep, yep. And into the lives of young people. So perfect. Yeah. Well, Osmar, we end our each one of our podcasts with four questions that we mm-hmm. ask our that we yeah. ask everybody, yeah. and. Um, uh, and you probably answered the first one already, unless yeah. you had another one. <laughs> but one thing about yourself that people don't know, and yeah. how, how did you, out of curiosity, because you got into the academy in Honduras, in, yes. the, in the Air Force Academy, Yes. How, how did you get in there at 17? I, it's, it, that was really interesting. I, I have pedigree because my, my father's father, my grandfather, Napoleon, uh-huh. was a general really? in the army okay. in Honduras. So he was one of the founding... The founders of the military academy, but that was the um, infantry. Okay. But so I I applied for the Air Force Academy mm-hmm. and uh, I passed with flying colors. Really? So I'm, I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's almost like a surprise, yeah. It was, it was a surprise <laughs> because they told me they told uh, me we have never admitted a 17 year old uh-huh. into the Air Force Academy before. Really? Yeah, and so. Yeah, I was the baby uh, amongst all those men. Oh, that's funny. In there. Yeah, it was a yeah. tough. I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I and I can sense some of that today in what you uh, what you do. Uh, tell someone who uh, really inspires you. Um, well, there is a um, a writer from old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Andrew Murray. Okay, and he's written books on faith. And relate in relationship to Christ, and mm-hmm. so he inspires me. He's okay. uh, over time. Um, I like to say that God has used his writings in my life. Oswald Chambers is another one. Okay. So yeah, I kind of like to read those devotionals. Yep. And obviously the Bible. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, That's right. Um, what brings you pure joy? Uh, well, my. Uh, wife, my kids, my grandkids. Uh, mm-hmm. We just got back on Tuesday from Utah. Okay. And uh, we went on vacation with our daughter, Kelsey. Uh, she's our only girl. Yeah. She lives in the Salt Lake City area. And she decided to get an Airbnb in a city called Rexburg, okay. Idaho. So we drove three hours north from Salt Lake City. And uh, is is Rexburg, Idaho sits like exactly one and a half hour away from Yellowstone Park uh-huh. and uh, the Grand Teton. Sure. 
Beautiful. And so we went to visit both parks. So that brings me pure joy, being with the kids, my wife, oh, my yeah. grandkids, spending time together, and golf. Golf? Wow, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to play golf. I love golf. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, keep that in mind. Yeah. We get invited to a bunch of golf tournaments. So. I'm no good, but I just love to get out there. <laughs> oh, Alive or past, one person that you would like to have dinner with? Uh, it would have to be, I was telling Ellie earlier, Billy Graham. Okay. Uh, Pastor Billy Graham mm-hmm. was one of the founding fathers of Youth for Christ. Really? Okay. Yes. And so uh, he would be one yeah. that I would really, really like to have dinner with. That'd be really <laughs> cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Well, Osmar, what you do um, is amazing. Uh, your organization is is a blessing. Um, the number of kids that you've uh, that you've converted and the number of kids that you've probably saved mm-hmm. through God's help is yeah. outstanding. Um, Keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you. Um, yeah. it's, if if people want to find out more about your organization, what's like your webpage? Yeah, our webpage is youthforchristwi.com. Okay, youthforchristwi.com. Yeah. And that's where you can make donations and different things like yes, that, Yes, you too. can find out. Um, you can get a really good scope of our ministry okay. to young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, our focus is 11 to 19-year-old kids. Okay. Um, and so you can find out everything that we do, all of our programs and the opportunities we have, and you can mm-hmm. also give okay. through the website. We'd so. like to uh, we'd like to give two hundred fifty dollars for you to come just for you coming to this morning and well, talking to us about it. So that's a blessing. Thank yeah, you. We appreciate that, um, Osmar. You feel I feel like you know this is the third time that we've seen each other face to face, but yeah. it's, it feels like we've known each other for you know, 57 years, and uh, it's just a joy to uh, get to know you, and thanks for what you do. Thanks, Scott. Really appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Allie. Thank you for listening to Feel Good Friday, where Community State Bank highlights those doing good in the community. Know a feel-good story? We want to know. Visit us online at csb.bank slash podcast. Community State Bank is a member FDIC and an equal housing lender.